What's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of Giants Rush, where we talk about the New York Giants 52 weeks a year. We're here every single Monday, whether you like it or not. We are the podcast you love to hate, and welcome to another episode of Giants Rush. I'm kind of excited. Why? Schedule's out of the way. Draft's out of the way. Like, we could have some fun, right? Last week, we did what we do last week. The best villains, right? Giants villains. Everybody got all up in arms over that one that I depressed everybody, right? So we will be covering traders. Now, traders can go either way, right? Could be someone that left the Giants or someone that came to the Giants. We're going to talk about the schedule and that sucky-ass job that Roger Goodell handed to us, that piece of crap schedule. Uh, and we're going to talk about some boys that signed some papers today that made you millionaires. Uh, so again... Welcome to another episode of Giants Rush. Let's bring in the guys, because I know you don't want to hang out with me all day long, as entertaining as I am. You definitely cannot get through it without this guy. Bow. What's going on? How's it going? Good. You rocking your stray hand. I love it. Good vibes. How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm good. And, I, I, and you know why I'm good? Because this is, this is a cool time of year where we're, we can have some fun, right? We can reminisce. We can kind of look at rosters. We can, you know, we start to kind of uh, see how the team's starting to like be formed, right? And and all our other teams, I think Brian said this, and we've got Brian Rascona from WFAN coming in in a second here. I think he said it the best. Every other team in New York sucks right now, so why not yeah. talk about the, the, the Mets are a disaster, and my Knicks are just—it was depressing on Friday night. Ah, uh, I know, man. I know. Let's bring in nails, biceps, and all. Let's bring in Chris. Yo, buddy. <laughs> hey, guys. What's going on, man? What's going on? Hey, happy to be here. Man. Let's roll. Of course, because like we're here every Monday. <laughs> man, man, we man, are man. here every Monday. When we're, are we not here every Monday? We're at a snail crawl till we get to uh, training camp, mini camp. So we're. I know. We're I know. Well, let's bring in. Let's bring in Brian because realistically, the people that are coming in the room don't care about us. They want to talk to Brian because. You know, Brian's a superstar, so let's bring in Brian. Yo, Thank, B. You. Thank you for that great introduction. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's what I do. It's what far, I do. Far from a superstar. Maybe in only my kids' eyes, but yeah. I hey, Brian, you. make sure you cash Craig's check right away. As soon right, as you right, get right, it, right, exactly. yeah, just check the phone. Well, I did. I did. I did do the phone, to, uh, do the phone quick. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, you want to definitely want to cash that quick because I did have some expenses this week. So you definitely <laughs> want to get that to the bank as soon as possible. So, uh, guys, uh, uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, love to crank this up every single Monday. Um, I see you guys piling in the room. Give me a quick shout out to uh, I see, uh, I see Jay, I see Darius, uh, I see Mark, of course. I'm here from the beginning. Thanks, Mark. Always appreciate it. I see Chris. What's going on, gents? I see Joe. I see you guys all piling in. So thanks for, for tuning in. We're going to start off today's episode with something that, I don't know, Danny gave me an idea last week about doing villains. And all you guys cried that I broke your heart with Deshaun Jackson. I bet, I bet everyone. That was yeah, yeah. Craig, Craig didn't like that. my original ideas. He was like, come on, give me, hit me, hit me. And I'm like, all right, let's do something different. Yeah. And listen, for the record, it's okay, Danny, because that's what I'm here to do, to take the heat. They they love you. They hate me. It's all good. It's all cool <laughs> in the game. But this week, guys, I want to kind of ask you, and it's kind of, you know, Brian's been around the Giants a long time, too, so it fits, you know, that um, we've all had guys that we've either, we loved them and they left, right? Or they came to us and we were like, whoa. So we're just going to call these traders. 
Um, I'm going to flip over here uh, to my, my little made banners, right? So I can pop this up and show you this, right? Boom. Traders of all time. Everybody's got a list. I got a list. Um, Chris and I were chewing it up a little bit earlier in the week. Um, uh, Danny, I'm going to start with you. Give me, give me one. And I might even have a video for it because I did down, download some videos. Give me the one trader that like that left the team. If, if you have one, if you have one that left the team and you were like, WTF. All right. Well, I'm going right away just in case Chris doesn't steal mine. Because <laughs> I, I asked Chris because obviously I'm the youngest one on the board. So everybody's going to take this one. What are you Chris, trying to say? I'm old? Yeah, I know. Chris, remind me. Chris, Chris confirmed that it was this certain situation. So I'm going Jim Burt, uh, 49ers, and then the NFC Championship game when he low-bridged Hostetler. That's and that awesome. was the NFC Championship game. That is, a, that is a good one because, you know, we were at that point where, you know, you didn't know – he wasn't going to sit on the bench anymore, right? Right. So you got in this spot where you're like, ah, what do we do with Hostetler, right? Because he's a winner now, No, no, right? I'm talking about Jim Burt. talking about Jim Burt. Oh, what am I – oh, yeah. So, sorry. I totally got – I totally went wrong direction. So, uh, Burt went to San Francisco. You never thought he would leave, right? Because he was like – giant through and through yeah you tell me I, I i was three when it happened well think think about it he was like he was like one of those guys where when you think of the 86 you know that run 84 85 86 eight, through 88 right. he was like one of the guys if i had to name like top brian and i know again brian you're in the you know you're of course you're gonna be too but like when you think of those 80s teams like do you not think of jim burt no, Jim Burt's a mainstay, right. obviously. Absolutely. Right. That's all you think about. Uh, just for the for the 86 Super Bowl, obviously. Excuse right. me, 87 Super Bowl. But no, Jim Burt was a mainstay. He's one of the names on the defense that you, that comes straight to mind. I mean, right. along with, right next to Harry Carson, right next to LT, right next to everybody else, Carl Banks, and all the guys that were on that team. Even yeah. Eric Dorsey, you know, guys like that. It still comes to mind. First name that comes to my mind, though, is Jim Burt, one of them. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and real quick, just to go off of what Brian said, when Pat Summerall and Madden would do those games, you couldn't Madden couldn't help himself but talk about Jim Burt and how tight that shirt was around him. And the six was under the armpit. The four was on the on the back. I mean, he, he, he you know, they like, lo everybody loved Burt. He seemed like, like he was the one of the V guys, like the unsung hero guys that every championship team needs. When you're a New sure. York Giants player, sorry guys, when you're a New York Giants player and you watch NFL films and Jim Burt's in that film and you right. see Jim Burt, that's it. End of story. You have that iconic picture in your head. So that's where it comes from. That's where it stems from. And then obviously the hit on, uh, on Hostetler. Well, so here's what's interesting too is, uh, Danny, to your Jim Burt thing is, Two things. One point that Chris just brought up was back then they didn't have custom fit jerseys like the one like right. that we see now or the one you're wearing or the one that's behind, you know, I see uh, behind Brian. He's got a, a Humanura up there, like a, maybe an Armstead. They were all like custom tailored and fit those ones, right? These guys were like, especially the 80s, 60s, they were the wide mesh, you know, they were, they were wide like this and they would just pull those underneath. And then they would tape them. They would pull them together, right? Mm -hmm. Like they'd pull the, um, the extra out and they'd wrap a roll of tape on it. And then they would take the knot and they'd stuff the knot back inside. That's how they got so tight because the jerseys weren't tight, even it's if it like, was tight on you. It's like their practice jerseys that they wear now. That, right. was, their, that yeah. was their game day jerseys. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, so 
because you saw you saw Leonard Marshall have that those pictures. I always saw Leonard Marshall having those uh, stitching down the jerseys as well. Yeah, because after a while, then they just started. That was their only jersey, them. right? So yep, that they started sewing them that way, right? Because they, they were like those Euler jerseys with the big mesh in them, right? But here's one I'm gonna I'm gonna drop on you. Ready? I could be wrong, but um, but we're Giants fans, so I'm leaning on it. It's the first time I've ever seen a Super Bowl winner go in the stands and pull his kids out. Yeah. So in 1986, when they win the Super Bowl, now guys have done it since then, but but back then guys didn't go in the stands. Well, now they're like, all coming to them. They all have the passes. And they yeah, them out. exactly. I mean, Jim Burch stood on the sidelines and reached in for his boys and pulled them out of the stands. I can't remember in the 80s ever anyone doing that before. He might have been, for all I know, the first one to do it. Another NFL films shot when you oh, see yeah. that, when you're watching, when you're rewatching that Super Bowl, when you're watching the replays, but on Super Bowl week, you, that shot you see during that week. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You have it definitely so, have it in America's game too. Yeah. So it right. kind of like uh, Bert started that. That hurt definitely. I don't know how much he had left in the tank because he had that, I think, you know, at San Francisco, but it definitely hurt to see him leave. All right. How about you, B? You got a guy that either came or left that really was like one of your top, you know, what I want to call traders. So I'm going to stay. I have a bunch of names here, right? I put together a list. And when you came out with this list and I, I when you said traders, I'm saying to myself, I'm really stumped here. I mean, this is not an easy task. And I'm thinking of guys that left the Giants, right? Yep. And immediately yep. I think of guys that left the Giants and went to our rivals or the Jets and or the Jets, right? So yep. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with an end or here, and I'm going to stay in that realm of time frame. I'm going to go Leonard Marshall, big number 70. When he left the Giants, and then he went to the Jets, and he, then he does a stint with the Redskins. I mean, how bad could that be? When I got to see Leonard Marshall playing defense for the New York Jets in the same stadium every, you know, every week the Jets are playing, right after he goes to the Super Bowl with the Giants, I mean, that killed me. I loved Leonard Marshall. I actually met him a few times as a kid, signed a bunch of stuff, really nice guy. And now he's come through the fan hallways every now and then, and he's just the best guy ever. But it killed me when I was a kid, 10 years old, and Leonard Marshall went to go play for the New York Jets and then doubled down and goes to the Redskins. Did not like that. Hmm. Well, listen, uh, I will uh, I will make you a promise. I will make you a promise that – before the season starts, I'll have you back on with Leonard because we're personal friends with Leonard. Okay, great. See, even more reason he's a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he is a great guy. We got friendly with him last year because when he was going into the ring of honor, I um, I got, I got, asked him to do an interview with him. So we did an interview with him around this time, around like that June time, May, June time. We hit it off right away. It's a great story. His wife, uh, you know, the interview is over and he sends me a text and he says, my wife wants to know who I'm talking to that I'm never on the phone that long with anybody. And he said, I don't know. I just hit it off with these guys and we were talking football. So we hit it off. Um, really good dude. Him, yeah. And I asked him if I can make Leonard Marshall shirts for the ring of honor. And we raised money for his charity. So I made all the, um, all the uh, Leonard Marshall shirts. We sold them on the nygiantsrush.com, And I went to his house for him to sign them. Just really good guy. Really good guy, you know, and some of the stories he told us, like, you know, like, I mean, listen, the guy, listen, worked at the racetrack to make money. Yeah. So he didn't have to use his football money because they didn't pay him that much money, you know? And um, another guy, I, another guy who has iconic footage, NFL films, Leonard Marshall, helmet in the back, Montana. Mm -hmm. We all know it. Dan Deardorff, 
doing the mm-hmm. call. And that was just for me, my childhood, Leonard Marshall I, was one of my guys. So and also I put a list together of straight guys that left the team and went to our rivals. That's my mm. that's my list. That's it. Left the team, mm. went to rivals. All right. Let me get let, let me get one from you, Chris, because uh, I'm 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 certain you've got a you've got an extensive list because yeah, yeah, Chris, hit him with the good one you had. No, I, I'm gonna try. Well, let me. Are we talking trades too? We're gonna count trades, even though it's out of their control. No, because if you're traded, you're not yeah. really a trader, right? Like that exactly. was you. Like technically, a trader would be you left a team and you were a trader and you came to us, yeah. or you took some money and you left. Trades tough. Can, so let, let's negate the trade. Yeah. Okay. So so let's let's. Let's. Uh, how about somebody that came to the Giants? Um, once again, let's talk, let's talk Jets. I mean, he wasn't here a long time, but we had some bad teams. Damian Snacks Harrison. That had to hurt Jet fans to see that big run stopper in the middle for us for those few years. All, all pro for that one year. And yeah. So as a Jet fan, that had to hurt to to see him. Uh... And you know, we we that was the year we brought in like four free agents. And, and three or three or four like big stuff, Jackrabbit, Snacks, Rogers, Carmarty. Oh no, Carmarty was like a year before. Oh, was he? I thought he was. Oh, the okay. Same year. Was, okay. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, because we didn't bring in two corners that year. It was Carmarty the year before? Then it was Jackrabbit, Snacks, and who was the third guy? Vernon, Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon. Oh my From goodness. Cleveland. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I've never hated a player more than that cat. <laughs> Just saying. You didn't like that number 54 running up and down? <laughs> I didn't like the 54. I didn't like to, like, have no no sacks all year and then beat up on the Redskins for, like, four sacks and be like, I had a great year. No, you sucked. So I, I guess it's safe to say you will not be making T-shirts for Olivier Vernon's charity, I guess, huh? No, I will not be. I'm not a fan. I'm yeah. sure he's a nice guy. So, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Jay but- says it in the chat. Pressures and no sacks. I never saw anybody – not get to the quarterback. Yes. Wait, wait, who said that? Jay. That's great. Well, Jay is a genius because that is exactly what Vernon's issue was. Nothing. He would miss the quarterback by a pressure. second. That's right. And Brian, you have to understand where I come from. I don't like I don't like the analytic company. I won't even bring their name up on my show, okay? Because two things. This is not me making it up to make you laugh. I had a guy from that organization tell me that half sacks were worth full sacks. And I lost my mind, and I'm like, how was it possible if two guys arrive at the same point and bring a quarterback down? That's a full sack. They needed someone else to help them bring it down. They each get a half sack. You're preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. Yeah. And if you have eight sacks, that means he has 16 sacks. I'm like, it makes no sense. Well, if you so ask just, me, analyt, analytics from all levels from the top down are ruining sports. Uh, but yeah. whatever. That's that's a story for another day. Yeah, mm-hmm. That might be another show, but I'm with right. you. All right. Um, I, I'm with you, though. Snacks was definitely one of them. Um, but I, I I got one, guys, and I and I actually dro- downloaded the video so we could have a little fun with it. To me, this is the all-time trader. All right, I'm gonna let me. Is this, this someone team. who went from the Giants to another team? No. Okay. This is someone who came to the Giants and was a trader for their own team. I'm gonna play this little clip for you because. Are we is doing we a guessing there? game or no? Is that no? Oh, we can do that. All right, all right. Uh, okay, B. What do you think it is? Well, okay, all right. Can I ask how many questions do I get? Can I get a question this or is, two? Uh, this is. Uh... You, you get. You get. You get. You get. One guess. Oh, uh, one is, guess. Uh, chuckle. This is chuckle. I think this is the the biggest to me. It's the biggest trader we've ever we've ever had. 
a chuckle. No, uh, chuckle. Uh, Biggest trader so. you've ever had, but and they were they were. See, this is what I'm saying. Were they were they good with the Giants? Were they successful with? They the were Giants? great. They were good on another team, and they were great with us. Huh. Knowing they, they left. They left their team and came to the Giants. <sighs> Boy, you know what? I'm stumped. I said let's do a I guessing mean, game, and I'm stumped. You know what? I Guy who played I'm, great for another I'm, team. Was it our rival? Was it a rivalry team? No rival. No rival. No, no rival. Man, mm. I, I, I thought I definitely thought knew what Craig was thinking. Mm. Um, Shame on you, Danny. Shame on oh, you for not knowing. All right, you're going Plexico. Ah, ding, 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 Wow, ding. Plexico, and all right. Let's, was, and, let's, and let's just, in, in, in honor of, of the number one trader in my book, let's play this. 39 seconds left. Great. 39 seconds. And it and Greatest it doesn't, of my life. This was peak for me. Yep. It doesn't get any better than that. Now I think I got I'm a couple still, other, I think I'm still I got out from that game. Yeah. I mean listen. <laughs> my my best day was 46 because I was there. Otherwise, yeah, oh, otherwise oh. 2008 would be right there. 100 percent 100 percent Listen, I I love them all, but to me, when I think about a guy mm -hmm. who was a traitor to his own team, yep. who was already a good wide receiver, came here and literally was like it, like he was it. If he didn't shoot himself in the leg, he would have. I mean, he would have broken all the receiving records. And he yeah. cost us a second Super Bowl too. And a Super Bowl, absolutely. So, um, all right, Danny, I'm going to bring it back to you to give me one because I do have some other videos in here that you might be able to nail. So um, I'm going to just I'm going to do a little fishing. And see if th okay. this this trader came from another team was good, and also was great on the Giants. And I'm gonna see, you know, if maybe you're thinking the same thing, Danny. Who's your Who's your next yeah, guy? I'm not trying to read the chat. That's the problem. I'm trying to read, <laughs> not read the chat. Why there's I see a couple. Chat. I saw two names. I'm like, oh man, that's a good one. Um, let's see. All right, I'm gonna go. Chris, wait. By the way, Chris, Chris is now yeah. my stinking hero. Chris right. Peace, I'm giving a shout out to you. DM me your address, sending you some gear because Good you one. just said that I was 13 during that Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I like you so much, Mr. Peace. You are now <laughs> you are getting a big fat prize back from King Rush in the mail at any time. Because at 13, I think he just I think he just gave me like 15 years. That's awesome. All right. I got a, I got a good one. He came from the Jets. Oh, and, and he was a big clog in the offensive line for the Rams. Yes, I got gotcha. you. And very one of them, probably the most underrated player on those teams. I'm going to go Kareem McKenzie. Yep. Ooh, man, I awesome. love Kareem McKenzie. I do right when he said that key cog in the yeah. offensive line. That was it for me. Man, you know, you know what's funny too? Guy never said anything. He was yeah. just like a silent. Isn't he a assassin. doctor now? Didn't he just graduate or something? And I, he just I got a that, yeah. I think he got a PhD. Something, yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was the missing piece on that line too. Yes. Um and just just uh, you're right. I know what? Shame on me. I did not have him my I have him on my list. I'm writing it down. He just popped up in my head. You know, everybody knows Dave Deal, everybody knows Soybird, everybody right. knows the uh, but McKenzie was a very silent mm -hmm. piece in that offensive line that was tremendous. Him and Snee together on the right side were huge. Yeah, I'm yeah, without a doubt. 
And he was just a, and he, like I said, I love the fact that he just did his job quiet. No, any, yeah, you know, no one out. ever realized nowadays everybody's, oh, this guy sucks. That guy sucks. You never heard a Pete from like, oh, Kareem McKenzie cost us again. We once we got Luke, once we got Luke Pettigrew out of here, we were good to go. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, all right. I'm going <laughs> to go human back down. penalty. Oh, goes, why are you trying to give me nightmares, man? I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm still Craig, trying to get you me. at that game. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was, was that the Seattle one? Yes. Jay Feely. Yeah, so Brian, I happen to be in Seattle at the game where Jay Feely missed all three field goals and Luke Pettigrew had, I think, six pounds. You realize that, that cost us a home field advantage and Tiki Barber winning MVP that year? That oh, guy. That oh, guy, I it, remember very well. Every <laughs> time there was a penalty, you it was always number 77. You couldn't you couldn't avoid it. You couldn't oh, avoid man. it. I was like, it's gotta be on Pedigo. Yeah. It's gotta be. I almost I almost I was sitting pretty high up in the stands at, at, at the the Seahawks Stadium. I almost climbed over the wall and just jumped off. Because <laughs> it was like I couldn't figure out what was worse. The holding penalties or that that stupid smurf kicker who kept missing every damn kick. I was like how is this possible? Every time I see Jay Feely on CBS, I get angry. Yeah. Flashback, yeah. yeah. All right. All right, uh, Chris, what do you got? Yeah. You got one for me? Yeah, I'll give you one. Let's see. Uh, with Hurt, when, when he left, let, let's go with Linval Joseph when he goes to the Vikings. So, my friend, you and I are on the same page. Let me play you something that shows how good Linval Joseph was when he left our team. He just needs to get a little more acclimated with the playbook, but ran a good route on that play. Ball's out. Picked up by the Vikings. Joseph. Kenny. Wow. That was weird. Let me try. <laughs> it says uh, file. Let me try it again. I have the file, but it won't play it for some reason. We got it. You scored. It's probably yeah, 10 more yards. We got it. Probably YouTube. He file. just needs to get a little more acclimated with the playbook, but ran a good route on that play. Ball's out, picked up by the Vikings. Joseph, can he win this long foot race? Linval Joseph, no flags, touchdown Minnesota. How about that? Listen, he was the strongest guy on the Giants. You know, he left for some extra money. He was worth every, every dollar he got. You know, uh, it was a run of Giants defensive tackles between Hankins and Cofield and Joseph. Like, we just never re-signed any of them. Dexter might be the first one we've re-signed in a decade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Chris. Yeah. It hurt that when hurt. he left. You know, we thought we had a homegrown guy. Oh, yeah. That hurt. That hurt. That hurt a lot. And, as I just showed you, not only did he have sacks and stuff to run, big man knows how to get upfield. Yeah, for sure. He was drafted out of Miami. I loved him. He played well mm -hmm. for the Giants. It just didn't fit into the grand scheme of things. We're trying to re-sign everybody. He just couldn't fit because he was good, and he was going to get paid elsewhere. And that's really what it came down to, you know? Yeah. All right, B, you're up. Give all right, listen. I'm going to go back in the day with you guys, all right? And I don't know what the whole listening audience is, but back in the day, Tom Landry, who instills the defense, that's legendary defense, in the Giants organization for years and years and years. He leaves in 1960, right? The Giants go on a little stint from 61 to 63, and then they fall off the, fall off the face of the earth in the early 80s. Tom Landry moving from the Giants to go to the Cowboys mm. and then winning as many Super Bowls as he did. 
That's a, that's a traitor for you right there. Tom <laughs> Landry. All right. One of the most legendary okay. coaches in NFL history, a giants traitor. Your thoughts. And, and then, yeah. And you know, what's interesting is, you know, there's a lot of shadows back then with Lombardi and like, there's, yeah. you know, he, it's I crazy. don't know if he ever would have had the, the legendary status if he stayed. Right. I mean, I think Doomsday he defense. He's the orchestrator. I know. But when you're, Listen, they all want to be head coaches. No one no one wants to be a coordinator for life. Now, there are, right? There are. But nine out of ten. Listen, we all know Belichick's right now the best head coach we've ever seen. But we all know that he created all those great giant defenses. Would he have the same allure if he never, you know, left? I yes. don't know. Yes. You think That's- so? I do. I think so. it is crazy. We had three, uh, three of the top five head coaches of all time as assistant coaches. And oh yeah. Oh, none of them, that's what I'm saying. Like it's crazy. They never were our head coach and Lombardi was the biggest one with Wellington. It was just like, man, we should have just did it. Mm. I yeah. think I, I read somewhere that that was his biggest regret. One of his biggest regrets as uh, the owner. For some reason, us in grooming coaches that way, I don't know. Am I crazy? But none of them really panned out. I mean, look at Sean Payton and John Fox. We had both of them on the same staff. Right. 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 I, I, you know, Sean Payton, look at him now. And John Fox wasn't – it's not Sean Payton, but he wasn't bad either. And no. you had them right behind right behind Fossil. Yeah. Um, yeah, we and never really we never really push them through the system that way. Am right. I crazy with that? No, I, don't know. I think no, you're right. You're, you're right. right. Yeah. Right. Quick point. And don't forget, uh, again, not quite in that category, but that B minus category was Mike Nolan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, you know, he had some good years at San Fran and then like he just couldn't get over the hump. You know what I mean? I think Harbaugh stepped in there it's somewhere in there. But, um, you know, they've always had really good quality. Look, we never gave Spagnola the job either. So. We, it didn't we look don't. Like he need, it was ready for it anyway, unfortunately. No, but you know, but again, when we promote a guy, we promote a guy like McAdoo, right? I mean, like right, we, right, we, right. All right, the guys absolutely. we should have promoted, we You're don't right. promote the right guy. All right, that one's tough to beat. <laughs> that, <laughs> that one is tough to beat. Yeah. I have one. Um, um, I have uh three in here. Um, I'm gonna play one for you guys because I think it's it's probably from a defensive perspective. It might be the second best trader of all time. You know, one, of course, being Plaxico on the offensive side. But this guy, ain't nobody studied more film. Ain't nobody came out of nowhere. for you to say this one. Yeah, this is there, one of your this, guys. Yeah, it's one of my guys for many reasons. Like, undersized, huge heart, smart. Watch more film than anyone on the planet. Could dissect the play before the play started. You know, good quality guy. Um, and just made plays. And and the sad part is we haven't had anybody since he left. I'll pop this up on here and you tell me. And by the way, I have the video of the most one of the most iconic plays he's ever made. It's a good thing that he's out there on the field. And I said Webster, it's Ross who has the dislocated shoulder that we witnessed last week in Dallas. Barb now on third down, setting up a screen. And you talk about a great play by Antonio Pierce. Troy, there was nobody else out there, and if Pierce doesn't do that, it's at the least a first down, if not a touchdown. Yeah, and there were blockers there. You know, you're right. Antonio Pierce right here in the middle. He he reads it and sees the screen, and, and look what he's got out in front of him. I mean, there's three blockers, and yet he's able to go through them. 
and get there to make the play. I mean, this was going to be a big gain if Pierce isn't there in order to bring him to the ground. Freaking love it. Most underrated play of that whole playoff. Yes. You yeah. can argue the last legitimate linebacker we had. <laughs> and, I, and I will, and I, and I, I applaud it because it's damn true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, you can tiptoe around it all you want. That guy was, that guy was all heart, made great plays. Like I said, calling out the, the plays before they were uh, was snapped. Talk about pre-read, right? Or pre-snap reads. That guy was the epitome of pre-snap read. Um, but I, and I always love that play because it doesn't get a lot of, a lot of pump. But I mean, the guy had like three guys. He like fought through a tackle and the, and the tight end. And I don't know, just, you know, another guy that we brought from the Redskins and everybody was like, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And then and we, we were like, we oh, knew right away. Yeah. Undrafted. <laughs> yeah. We were like, oh, he can stay. How we long for the days of uh, Antonio Pierce and Kavika Mitchell. Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt, <laughs> without a doubt. And, we, and, we, and I and I love you say that because we we interviewed we interviewed Mitchell last year and he was so humble and so quiet and so chill and like they all say the same thing they don't want to leave they 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 hope that they can just like get a contract because they all want to stay you know but you know you they just. You know, you know, we're a little conservative when it comes to paying some of these guys. You could tell through the course of that season, Kavika Mitchell liked playing on that defense. He mm-hmm. enjoyed it. You could, especially yeah. in that Super Bowl, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially because Kansas City was terrible back then. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. All right. B, what do you got for me? Um, you got another one for me? And then, of Chris, course. actually, you know what? What? Uh, we got Landry. Chris, I'll give you a shot at this because I've got a couple more videos, and then we'll jump into the schedule. So give me your last one. Well, since we talked coaches, I mean, listen, we love him. He's iconic. But when Bill Parcells, and mind you, his daughter's name is Dallas, but when Bill Parcells goes to Dallas, I mean, talk about ripping your heart out as a Giant fan. The Jets we could handle. The Patriots we could handle. Jets to a point we could handle. But all bets are off when he went to Dallas. That was – it was a villain. He was a heel. If you're talking like wrestling, he became the heel. Um, yeah. And thank you, Romo, for for dropping that snap on the on the on the uh, field goal or the extra point <laughs> because he might have stayed another year. Right. Well, but thank yeah. you, Terrell Owens. That drove him nuts. So Terrell Owens <laughs> drove him insane. So that was yeah. And that thank was one that like oh. you know you felt you felt like he sold out. Yeah. Like he just right, Chris. He was like, yes. was like Jersey guy, Giants growing up. You're like go anywhere. Just not there. Yeah, he you wasn't know? traded. He wasn't traded. He was he was free to go wherever, you know. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had Perfect. a list here, and, and this, so we could jump into the schedule, guys. I had a list for traders with uh JPP and Bradbury. Mm-hmm. I had Maybe I had traded, uh, Joseph and Ingram on there, a little bit of Blackburn, Tuck, and Cruz, but Cruz really never did anything in Chicago, you yeah, know. Nixon, yeah, Nixon Bradshaw. Had some pretty decent years with the Colts. You know, productive, not not anything yeah. stellar. Um, and then on the other side, we did pick up Plax, Pierce, Bowley, Sam Madison. If you remember, mm-hmm. Sam mm-hmm. Madison was a great pickup from Miami. Yep. CD, um, CD1. And then, of course, DRC came in and actually had a Pro Bowl year. So right. that was my list. B- Brian, read your wrist, r- list off because I know you had a, an extensive – um nfc list mine's a little shorter because again i'm talking about guys that left the team and went to an immediate rival so real quick the the 
the uh, honorable mentions will be Pepper Johnson. The only reason why he didn't go to a rival, but he decided to go team up with his buddy Bill Belichick over in Cleveland. Instead, instead of playing for the Giants and staying there, he wanted to go play for his buddy Bill. So that's why yep. I put Pepper Johnson on the list. Cornelius Griffin. Jump Ooh. ship went to the Redskins after making the Super Bowl with the Giants playing right next to the hammer. That one, one that one hit me. I didn't like that. Cornelius mm -hmm. Griffin, Jumbo mm -hmm. Elliott, Bart Oates won a third Super Bowl with the 49ers. Jump ship from right. us ran over to the Niners to win another Super Bowl. Of course, most recent, James Bradbury. And that's mm -hmm. where I top it off right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a walk-off. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and, it, and you know what, uh B, uh the Bradbury thing definitely bothered me, but as you know, as the world of sports goes, people try to tell me he wasn't going to fit because he's a cover corner. And I always, again, I know, I know that's the right answer, right? I know that's the right answer. So what I'm about to say won't make sense to some people, but James Bradbury had to play man at somewhere in his career. It's not like the kid went to high school and college and never played man. He may specialize in zone, right? But I just I just said to myself, like, do we really want to get rid of this guy because he can't play man? Like, why don't we let him try some man? Like, how bad can he be? He's an NFL cornerback. I don't know. I get it. Guys specialize in certain stuff. I get it. Jack Rabbit comes here. He's a he's a man corner. A Dory Jack, a man. But I was like, what, like you, I was like, dude, and then. You drive down 95 and go to Eagles, the Eagles. Eagles waited for him, right? Like he was literally at a no, stop no. away, and the Eagles were just like, if right. they didn't make the Super Bowl and no, he wasn't no. an all pro in the same year, I probably wouldn't feel that much angst towards it. But because right. he's an all pro and they went to the Super Bowl, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, 100%. Before we move over to the schedule, I'm going to flip the coin on that. And remember, class act, class act stood up and said, you know, I shouldn't have held that guy. Like, I mean, he could have just took. He could have just been like Umgats. Instead, he was right. like, he he was a class act. It actually made me want him back. I was like, look, this guy is a good locker room guy. Yep. He stood right up there and was like, I held him. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, you don't. Nobody. Nobody takes that type of responsibility in the NFL. We don't so, need him anymore. We got your boy Banks. We did get my boy Banks. <laughs> You know, we did get my boy. My boy. I can't understand half the things he says. He's so excited and he talks so fast. I have trouble catching up with him. He's just, he's just, he's just so full of energy. I'm like, whoa, slow down, dude. I'm trying to, I'm trying to catch up with you. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for watching another episode of Jack's Rush. Uh, that was our, and, and again, we could chew that up for hours. Uh, a little bit of a, a trader. Who's the, who's the all-time traders? You know, we, there's probably more out there. You guys probably all have your ones. I had videos of JPP. Uh, in here, him making a sack on on uh, Aaron Rodgers with eight fingers or seven and a half fingers. Um, so that was definitely one that bothered me because I was a big JPP guy. Uh, I think guys, we all were. Correct. Yeah, very yeah. true. We probably all were. There are eight. There are eighty. There are ninety comments in here. Holy smoke! What am I missing in here? Uh, you guys, uh, uh, Justin Tuck, who did go to the Raiders. I do see Darius. That is a great point. Uh, Bradbury leaving didn't bother Thomas at all. I'm just, I'm just cruising through all these comments. Nick Gates to Washington. Listen, he didn't want to go. We, we spent a lot of time with Nick Gates over the last month. He did not want to go. You know, he did not want to leave. Um, but you know, they didn't want him, and he wanted to play center. Ike Hilliard for Tampa. Yep, sure. That's 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 out there. Um, 
I'm just cruising through. You guys got a ton of stuff going on here. You guys are talking about um, JPP was really one of our only uh, that played up to. Yeah. hundred percent. JPP was the stuff. All right, guys. Another thing that would happen this week, which we cannot stop buzzing about is the schedule. Dun, dun, dun. Like it is something that everybody wants to talk about. Um, and the funny thing is this is how stupid I am. Every year I say the same thing. What do I say, Danny? I don't I really don't care. care. I just yeah, I know. They don't make fun of me. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, line them up, I'm knock them you. down. I'm with and you. I'm just like, I don't understand why all these people get all crazy about the schedule. Like, you can't control it. Nope. Who gives a crap? Nope. Yeah. This is the first year where I was literally like this. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> why is this this way? And and I came up, and I'm gonna, Brian, I'm gonna start with you because you know, you, you live and breathe New York sports every day and every night. Um, it feels so like this, this whole seven out of 11, right. Or, or, you know, or, or away. And I may be a conspiracy guy, but does this have to do with Rogers keeping, keeping Rogers at home in front of the home crowd on prime time? Like, is, is that part of this? I think that, it could be different elements that come to the scheduling, but for the Jets, you know, for Aaron Rodgers to be at home, it probably does have something to do with it, but it's only based on the fact that they share the stadium together and they're trying to work it out that way. Um, but going back to what you were saying to start, you know, you don't care, line them up, knock them down type of thing. The guys, the teams that we are playing on this schedule, we couldn't avoid. We're playing these teams, right? And aside Correct. from Washington and the Rams and Green Bay now, all these guys are good teams. I mean, all these teams are good teams. Unfortunately, we drew this year the AFC East, which could be, now that Rodgers is in the mix in that division, could be one of the hardest divisions in the NFL. So aside from, you know, the AFC West out there. But when, you you know, it's the fact that what I'm upset about with this with this schedule is the number of primetime games that are so early. We have a lot of primetime games. And then we're out in California the first three weeks, we stay. Are we staying out there? Are we coming back? I hope not. I don't we're know. We're staying out there. Staying out there. We're staying out there. We, they confirmed? didn't make it official yet, but I, I would assume the last. Yeah, will- actually, Brian, a report came out that the Giants requested to either play Vegas uh, week two, okay, or the Cardinals because they and, and keep them on the West Coast. So they gave them the Cardinals just for that reason to bang out those two. West. So oh, I think right. the Giants, you know, had something to do with that. Maybe they would have gotten a home game on that second week, but I think they wanted back to back on the road out there because they are going to stay out there. So judging by that report alone, right, when that came out, that tells me the Giants had a little bit of a hand of their own scheduling. They were they were conversing with the NFL to see what makes sense. So that tells me that the Giants themselves were okay with what was happening with the schedule. So right off the bat, for a fan to get upset about it, listen, we're gonna again, we're gonna have to play these teams anyway. We're gonna have to play right. Washington twice. They stink. We're gonna have to play the Rams. They're not as good. And beat Green Bay. Who knows what Green Green Bay is gonna be? But you look at the Dolphins, the Bills, the Patriots. Of course, you always got to throw them in there. Now we drew the Saints, and the Saints just got Derek Carr. They're gonna be a formidable team. They'll probably win the South down there. Um, so, you know what? The teams we had to play are the teams we had to play. I'm more concerned with the fact that we have a lot of primetime games, and that we're staying out in California or out west two weeks in a row. But again, it looks like that was part of what the Giants wanted to request. So that's the way I feel about the schedule. Line them up, knock them down, like Craigie said, let's go to work. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Chris, talk, I mean, Seattle, you're, you're, you got Seattle at home, right? Yeah. And then you go and you play back-to-back Dolphins-Bills. 
That's mm-hmm. the Bills. The Bills are also a Sunday night in Buffalo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Bills yeah. Sunday night. I mean, at least it won't be cold. You know, it's middle October, but on October eighth, we have Dol- You know, we're in Miami away. Then you come back up the coast for the fifteenth to play the Bills, Chris. Like, yep. is and Frank, if you look at we're that, on prime time for those games. The if you four, if you look at September twenty first against the Niners that Thursday night game, boy, Giants got like almost like a little mini buy if you think of it that way. They don't play again till the following week on Monday night against Seattle. So that's not bad. I mean, they, you get those few extra days. But I'm with you, and like Brian said, uh, you know, too many primetime games. The first, We're the like first the Broncos, Sunday one o'clock not, home man. game is until the 22nd of October, which is ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's crazy. That's that's uh, for for me, who guy guy who works all kinds of hours. Those primetime games kill me, and there's no way I'm going to bed. I'm just going on three hours of sleep right. for the day. But yep. yes, I mean the, the primetime games are just uh, they're real pain, and to have a one o'clock game. Uh, you know, not happen till October 22nd. Yep. Just, just it, not, it's not insane, cool. especially the three of us are season ticket holders. We we breathe for those one o'clock games. Right. I mean, I will, I will say this when you look at Dallas, get them early right before right. they get a groove going. I mean, Dak's not going to hardly play probably in preseason. And then, and then you're getting uh, maybe Colt McCoy, uh, Purdy, and Gino. So, I mean, those are winnable games. Yeah, no, it, it's going to definitely be interesting. It, it's, it's just insane. The we're like the Bron- we're like the Broncos though. Hopefully yeah. we play better than them, but it's going to be like, we're going to be that, oh, they're on prime time again. Yes, right. they are. Hey. It's not our fault. Type yeah, that, that is definitely true. Coach of the year helps a little bit there, and right? I, and I made the tweet the other day, and a couple of people liked it and retweeted it. Like, if we get through this gauntlet and we survive it, Dable <laughs> should be in the running for coach of the year again. For back to back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this comment up here because it's funny because there's days where I believe this. Yeah, Foot says the NFL hates the New York Giants. But there are I was just—I was just going to say, what about last year when we had one of the most favorable right. schedules right. in the NFL? So exactly. you know, you could sit here and say that, but I mean, last year was one of the most favorable schedules in the NFL, and even with the favorable schedule and the Giants, quote unquote, overachieving, overachieving, we didn't sell up a playoff spot till New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this year is going to be any different. It's going to go no, right down not. the wire. And I think the Giants are going to be right in the running, maybe in the last couple of weeks of the season, which is what the NFL wants. So yeah. at the end of the day, you know, it, it, I think the Giants will still be there. Will they make the playoffs? I don't know. It's going to be a little bit of luck sprinkled in, and hopefully we can sew things up against the Rams. I mean, I, you know, that's basically yeah. where I'm sitting. Danny, what's the what's the game in here that you saw? Forget time, forget home or away. What's the one game in here that you think the Giants either A, need to win, or there's an upset in the making? Like, is there one game that just sticks out to you? Um, let me look at the schedule. The one that sticks out to me, uh, let me see. I mean, I would love to beat the Niners. That would be That would be huge, especially knowing how much they love to focus on the running game us being week three and we're like Thursday night, the whole world's watching us and let's see if our run defense that we picked up in the off season is actually improved. That would be my week three Niners Thursday night on the road, tough matchup. We haven't been home in a week and a half and no one's going to expect us to do anything really because we're the giants and we punch them in the mouth. That would be, that would be very nice. So, Chris, uh, and I like that school of thought, you know, Danny, because it's always fun to go out west and get a win, right? Because 
I don't know about you guys, but I I live with, with Trey Junkin always in the back of my mind when I <laughs> when we go out to San Fran. Um, but I'll tell you this, Chris, and I don't know if you have the schedule in front of you by I any do. chance. I do. All right, I'm going to tell you what the key to this schedule is. And I am I I'm, I'm I am no wizard. I am no you know uh, calculus major. But I'm going to tell you the key to this schedule. It is November 5th against the Raiders, and the reason why is twofold one is the week before you have the jets at home right mm-hmm. i didn't you realize lose, we're on the road three straight weeks after that cor- holy crap cor- correct that's we still my thunder <laughs> sorry sorry right? no, 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 it's fine it's fine it's fine but that's it so you need to go away and beat the raiders because mm-hmm. you've got dallas the week after the commanders after that and you just played aaron Rodgers at home so can you imagine losing to aaron Rodgers at home Getting beat by the Raiders, getting beat by Dallas, and getting and then having to go play the Commanders, you could go all in four. And that's why that first game against Dallas, you got to get them early because you can't anticipate yeah. beating Dallas on the road. He's after stealing that my road. thunder. He's stealing. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Right. So my 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 pivotal my pivotal game like that. I think the Giants need to win, like I, at all cost, is that Raider game to break that up in the middle. Because you don't know what's going to happen with the Jets, and you don't know what's going to happen with Dallas, you can't afford to let Rodgers beat you, Carr beat you, and Dak beat you. Like, I mean, that would be an awful stretch of games. Now you're in the hole, right? Well, it's so that Raider game sticks out to me. What's yeah. that, Danny? You said Carr. It's Jimmy G. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, did I? My bad. It's right. It's all good. Uh, he was been a long time. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, that 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 game, and and again. Uh, Jimmy G is, is, you know, he's, you know, he, He'll be he's a nice quarterback, but he's beatable. But that Raider game makes a difference. Brian, you, you were going to say, you were going to say Dallas. How many times do we open up with Dallas? When's the last time the Giants beat Dallas in one of these home openers? I don't know, 10 years. It's been a long time, right? Well, we and, haven't. And right. It's been a very long time. And it's been a very long time since we've seen any, anything from this team except for last year with these with the exception of last year when giants get off to that start and they play the cowboys and lose it's always pretty much made for a long season let's get mm. out right off the let's and the biggest part about this cowboy game i can't believe i'm dissecting week one already <laughs> against the cowboys well, but i'm about what to do when the what else are we gonna do i'm about to do it i'm about to break down giant giants cowboys week one but i think the offense needs to show everybody that this is daniel jones's team Hopefully Saquon is in the mix, we hope, right? And the receiving core, there's no worries. So whoever they pick, they got a plethora of receivers. I mean, I was just looking at all these receivers this team has. Once they figure out their receiving core, I think it, they need to come out, come out guns blazing, put up big numbers against the Cowboys in week one. And I'm, I, I'll tell you right now, and mark my words right here, the Cowboys are taking a large step back this year. I don't like the fact that McCarthy has all this on his plate now. He never performed well when he took care of all this stuff up in uh, up in Green Bay. He's going to have a lot on his plate. He's got big shoes to fill. Jerry Jones was not happy with the way last year ended. I think McCarthy's going to feel the pressure this year. Dallas takes a huge step back. Got to get him week one. All right. Then let me ask you about – I'm going to reverse this on you, B. Okay. I'm, nothing like ever surprises me with the Giants pretty much. And nothing, and and, and I well, and it I'm shouldn't. Always, it shouldn't, right? We've seen yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah, we've seen, we have seen it all. Um, and I'm starting to uh, see a trend with the NFL that I don't like, and I don't know 
why it is. I mean, I, I mean, actually, I know why it is, but it's just, it feels almost insulting. You're at the first game of the year, punch a Dallas in the mouth, come out, you know what I mean, and and, and win that game. I'm going to completely go the opposite way for you. And week 17, like, why do we have to play the Eagles twice in three weeks? Like, it just doesn't, like, I, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. It's, it's always the answer. Hmm. Yep. Follow the money. Follow the money, man. The NFL hmm. is pretty much telling you the division's going to come down to Giants, Eagles, and a playoff spot could come down to either team. And they want those guys on prime time. And that's why, if you see right now, there's no time for that game. So, yeah. If, and it's yeah. interesting you point that out because with the rotation of the NFC East, the Giants should have actually finished up with uh, Dallas. Right. This year, right. but they they skipped it and they and they put Philly again back you know second year in a row. So right. yeah, that is a little strange. So and, it, no, and what's the thing? Follow is it the strange money anymore? No, well, follow the money. Yeah, follow yeah. the money. I think, yeah, follow yeah, because it's right it's not strange. Well, the whole anymore. league has like, TBD for the last week anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, this is like a trend for that reason. Be, yeah, yeah, for that reason, it's starting to be a trend where you're where they're kind of like you know they want good you know good primetime games at the end of the year, but. I just – it's tough to – regardless of what happens, it's just tough to play the same team twice in three weeks. Yeah. You know, and listen, going back to the schedule and getting this game one against the Cowboys, if you look – game one against the Cowboys, I'm sorry, I feel like it's a winnable game. You're at home, right? Next week, Arizona, winnable game. Follow, win follow a week against San Francisco. Now, you are still out there. It's going to be a long couple of weeks. But that's a winnable game too. You don't and, even know who the quarterback is, right? Right, and you're but looking they, at. They won and, the ball though. That's our. That's that's why I alluded to before. Like it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, right? They're still going to find we, a guy to run over a couple thousand yards, and and we weren't the best oh, against the run. What so. am I talking about? Is Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> yeah, Christian McCaffrey's playing quarterback. Christian McCaffrey's playing running back. Christian McCaffrey's punting. <laughs> and then we come back and play Seattle. And we have a long layoff, like Chris right. was saying, prior to that. Right. I mean, I don't want to be the beacon of optimism here, but mm-hmm. I could see it. If we get game one against Dallas and we don't look terrible out there, I could see us going on a little run to start the season. I don't I don't, I don't know. That Am I crazy good. by saying that? There you go, folks. Ready? The beacon of optimism. I absolutely love it. I swear I'm calling you that from now on. That was priceless right there. And then you I'm don't like, know me because I'm the beacon of pessimism. Yeah. No, that doesn't listen, listen. No, we're, we're listen, we're all Giants fans. We're all kind of in that yeah, same don't, listen, don't give my shine, Brian. Yeah. I mean, look, we're, we all we all are really happy where the Giants have 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 gone. Um and we'd like a couple breaks to go our way. So I, I'll take all the beacon of optimism I can get, you know. Um, I guess on the schedule, the, the game I, I was going to ask you guys about, like, because when you look at, again, a lot of prime time, does it bother you at all? And, and Danny, I'm going to ask you this because, look, we all got, I mean, Brian's got kids. Chris got kids. You got kids. I got kids. Like, if you saw any tweet I tweeted out th- this week, it was like couple. It was like three, four words, and it was like the the answer to the tweet was this year because everybody wants to know. Oh, don't worry about it. Giants, Philly, they're playing in Philly, and my response is this year. Like, oh, if they put Giants, Eagles, like, I, no offense, I don't want to go to a Giant game on Christmas Day. Yeah, no, like, my, I think, yeah, I, you're I'm gonna not, have more I'm domestic issues than any other day in the world. 
Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm unfortunately would have to sell. They think about it. That's what like, It's say. not even debatable, too. That's yeah. yeah. No, you got kids, especially you know you're doing the Santa thing. You're yeah. you're 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 you know you're yeah. Deep, the big guy is still around. Race yeah. tracks and dolls and 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 all this stuff, dude. Like, why would the end? Of, I mean, I get it. Follow the money. Yeah. Dang, man. Like Christmas is just like, why you got to mess with Christmas? On top of the fact, if your team loses, like now, you know, the cops are coming to a lot of people's houses. Your kids are getting take by diapers. What's going on? Why, why is the NFL going this route? I don't know. You got to remember, most people will just have the game on and a lot of stuff will be going on. But the fact that it's on. That's mm -hmm. all that needs to be. So that's why the NFL is able to sell that. And there you go. It's just, you know, it's money. Listen, I'll be glued. My yeah, rear end will be on be the couch watching. You know, I'll be watching. Oh, yeah. it, so. The difference is, Brian, is that you're looking at three guys that have season tickets. So next year. So, yeah, we're all glued just like you because <laughs> right. we've been up to three o'clock in the morning building train sets. But, you know, or, or whatever it may be, you know, like um, riding, you know, putting together the new bike and stuff. But listen. Next year, when it's a home game, and you're going to be like, so well, thankfully, if I used to have seasons, I don't anymore. Thank, thankfully, Christmas is not on a Monday this year, so we that. I went, to, I went on Christmas Eve when I, had when I had season tickets. I went on Christmas Eve against the Saints, and yeah, they got blown home game. They got blown oh. out. Yep, yep, I remember that too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm you know, oh, Chris and I, we're always there. Snow, yeah. rain, we're all and, and they know what they're doing. They put the game at four thirty. While everybody's in the middle of dinner, they're they're still there hanging around. I mean, they're not putting it at eight o'clock. You know, everybody's 100%. on the road heading back. Well, yeah. what you guys do for right in the middle? Everybody's eating. I made sure we ate dinner early. Yeah, and I well, you have left to, my yeah. in laws at halftime, and like. Well, those of us who are Italian, we eat by two o'clock. So by four thirty, right. we should be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So. But I don't. I don't do. I don't do the. Uh, I don't do the whole seven fishes thing because half my family's Irish. So I just have a bad temper and drink too much. Yeah, we don't do it either. Craig does I the have, seven Heinekens, the seven Guinnesses. I was feuding. Five fishes. I was feuding with my family, so I had no problems watching the game. There you go. <laughs> All right. So schedule uh, has its goods and bads. Like I said, you can't change it, so no reason to argue over it. But, uh, Brian, if I had to ask, and I don't normally do this, but I just wanted to get a feel for, you know, maybe what your colleagues are thinking, what you're thinking, like what the fans are thinking when they call in. Like, most of the people I talk to think this is a an 8, 9, or 10 win team. Do you believe that that is accurate? Like, do you feel that's possible? Yes, I do. I mean, you look at Vegas, right, and the over-under, and listen, they're not wrong. Their over-under is at 8.5. Prior to the draft, prior to the schedule, the number was at eight and a half. It hasn't moved, which actually surprises me. So the fact that we're all on this whole big stratosphere that the schedule sucks, we have too many primetime games, uh, it's a lot, we're going to be in California, whatever the case may be, that line has not changed from 8.5, right? So, and listen, I'm a big gambler. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot. So I look at that line all the time, and the line hasn't moved. I think you're right there. I think you're at an eight and a half, nine, ten win team. I'd like to side on the way of ten. Obviously, I'd like to see eleven. Um, but I think you got to really stick with what Vegas is showing you. Now, once in a, once in a blue, there's an anom an anomaly. But other than that, I do think you're going to see the Giants right in that right in that bracket between eight and eleven. I hope it's eleven. And again, everything's got to break right. Um, 
the Eagles are still going to be the Eagles. I know they lost lost both their coordinators, but I still feel confident in the in the talent they have there. I think Dallas takes a step back. I think Washington takes a step up a little bit uh, in the division this year. So uh, we'll see where the Giants are. I, I I think they're in that bracket. I think they're a 10, 11 win team. That's where I'm going to stick with. You know what? If you got to give me a number, I'm going to stick with 10. Chris, we started last season, right? I think mm-hmm. you and I were on the same page. We were saying, hey, this is a – you know, we're, this is a seven-win team. It's a seven-win team, and we're and we were happy with it, right? Because we were we had taken a step back to four wins, and we were doing quarterback sneaks on the five-yard line, our own five-yard line. Um, so it was a uh, it was rough, and here we are, playoff, make the playoffs, win a playoff game. Um, and there's always that you know harder schedule, take a step back type of scenario that happens, Chris. Um. Are you going the conservative route? Like Vegas is fairly conservative, right? Eight and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Conservative route. I'm looking in the chat here. I see everyone's 10 and seven, 11 and six. I mean, I'm just reading that, you know, again, there's a bazillion people in here dropping numbers in. If I scroll through it, no one has them at eight and a half wins. Um, maybe, maybe Brian's just a bigger gambler than these folks are, but Chris, where are you at number wise? I, I think the Giants steal one finally against the Eagles. I'm not saying they're – I mean, not the Eagles, the Cowboys. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Eagles once even, but I'm going to go with Brian. I think with the 17-game schedule, you're looking at 10 wins for the Giants. And Okay, if I had and to put – the key is you got you to sweep Washington, which I think they can or will, and I, you have to split with Dallas. And I think they'll okay, get Okay, so let's say that happens. What's the Bob's, – Bob's pool service. 17 and 0. <laughs> Let me tell you, they go 17 and 0. I'm buying, I'm, 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 where's the Super Bowl this year? Sounds like a great movie. I'm going to their 17. I think, uh, where is it this year? Is it, where was it last year? The Super Bowl's in Arizona this year. It's in Arizona, right? Yeah. He's right. Okay. Yep. So, Chris, what's the one game? You're, you're, you have them at 10. Is there one game on this schedule that they're going to, they're going to win it? They're going to surprise everybody? Like, is there, I know you said before Sam Fran, but, is there one on here that? Actually, I think um, Dan said that. Uh, oh yeah, Dan. I, but like I, Chris, I, is there one on here? Make it I the Jets. I, yeah, I, I think they're going to steal the opener against Dallas at home. Let's go right off the bat. Danny, I, you? I already said. I already said San Fran, but I guess I'll be different. I'll say let's beat the Jets. It's going to be a fun man. week for Sounds Brian on the fan. So, wait, so Dan, you're at, you you think you're going to win ten games too? I don't know, man. <laughs> Brian steal my thunder being pessimistic. I, I'm like, I think nine. I nine, think we okay. get over we get over the hump for Brian's uh eight and a half. I do like the I do like the nine. I do like the nine. Ten Gun, is it's like, the Giants. We always have to sweat yep. it out. The Gun to my head. Here. Gun to my head, I would take the over. Yeah. On eight and a half? Yeah. Yeah. I got that. Yep. All right, well, hey, let's let's go out real quick. Talk about what else happened this week. We signed a bunch of guys. What does that tell you overall? What's happening in the front office? They're doing a lot of good things, right? All our draft picks are rolling in. They're signing contracts. Um, you know, uh, uh, Chris, start with you. As I know, you love the 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 ins and outs of the roster. That's like your wheelhouse a lot of times. Uh, what's your take on on just? You know, guys signing contracts seems pretty easy. Yeah, well, I think nowadays with with the with the with the scale for the for the rookies, it makes it a lot easier. You're not seeing these guys hold held out till you know before training camp. So I think everybody knows exactly the range they're going to get paid. And uh, it was nice to see Jalen Hyatt be the next one in line today. 
for so five, five years. Five already signed. So that's yeah, five awesome. already signed, right? And we have Hyatt who who came in today with what is it, five million? So uh, yeah, for five was it five or five? Five, five and change. Five point yeah. six. I saw. And, yeah. And okay. One million was the sign bonus. Yeah. So yeah. I think we're on our way, and and you know all eyes will now probably point to. Uh, Thanks. Um, Saquon. Yeah. See what happens and with Saquon. Saquon. Well, that is a great seg great segue because that's what I want. That's why I brought up the fact like we are signing guys. The front office is doing all their due diligence and getting it done. Brian, talk to me. Like there is so much stuff floating around Barkley that like that rock nation is just, you know, I think that his agent is a rock nation. Uh, she actually, by the way, the actual agent responded to Maj this week. You know, and said he made a statement now how Barkley turned down 12, 12 and a half, 13, 13 and a half, 14. And she actually responded and says it's not accurate. So what are you hearing? Like, is this is this really about incentives? No, I don't I think, think it is. I think it's just Saquon playing the game. I think he's trying to tell the Giants that he is upset. And, I, you know, from and I told you guys this before, from a Saquon Barkley standpoint, what is he going to do? What is his other option? It's either he's going to play for the Jets and uh, the Jets, excuse me, the cheese. Dare I even say that? Let's go back to the trader segment. He would be a big trader. Um, it's either he's going to play for the Giants or he's going to take a year off at the age of 27 years old in the quarter and the running back position. I mean, the longevity for age wise last year, 30, 31 tops. And he's going to take a year off and then go sign for another team for what does he want? 15, 16, 17, 18 million. He's not getting that at his age. And that's not a market for a running back now in football. So really, what leverage does Saquon have? What leverage does his agency have? They really have no leverage. So I think Saquon's just trying to be a pain in the ass, for lack of a better term right now. Yeah. And if he get if he gains a couple million out of the deal, maybe another million or 1.5 out of it, it's all worth his while anyway, right? What's playing a business? It's a business game. So what I said to you about the NFL and the schedule and money, players are no different. I don't blame them. Look at Darrell Revis, the way he conducted his his contracts. I think Saquon's just trying to do the same thing because Saquon is not a stupid guy. I'm just even wondering if it's Saquon at this point. You know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, I don't know. Of course, none of us know, but like, I'm sure he wants to get on. You know, get. Rolling, like let's get this done with already. He does. I don't know how he far. Does. I mean, I mean, we do know that he turned down thirteen five. That was like a fact, right? So, I mean, and, and now he's playing for ten, and I get nobody. He doesn't want to pay for ten, and maybe they won't go above thirteen five. I just, I, I don't know. I guarantee, kind of like the Jones thing. I guarantee yeah. you, and I, I shouldn't say guarantee. What the hell do I know? In my humble opinion is if Saquon had a new agent tomorrow, the deal would be done by Friday. I think the agent's trying – I almost feel like the agent's holding this up, you know, because she's responding to people on Twitter. You're supposed to be an NFL agent. What are you responding to people on Twitter for? We're a bunch of knuckleheads. I have hey, a question. Chris. Sorry, Chris, go. Sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, and, and, and what about the running back market? I mean, his representation, don't they know the running back market? And right. do they remember Le'Veon Bell? What happened to his situation when he held out? Uh, I don't think Saquon's that stupid to do something. No, and I don't think he is, but hopefully he could talk some sense into Rock. <laughs> I have like a question. I have a question for all of you. When do we start squirming about Saquon? When does it start getting uncomfortable? Training camp. When, when's Training, it, yeah, when would, the, tag, the tag, June 1st or July? What's the tag? July. July 15th? I want to say July 15th. Yeah, so I'm squir I'm squirming on July 10th. Okay. 
right. Like he's again. I I I'll, I'll I be think I think you could go as far into August and still be like, eh, okay. And then once you're getting into like the last week of preseason, then I'll start squirming. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I tell you why I don't subscribe to that, B, because I because I've seen every single player that does that gets hurt within the first four weeks of the season. Every true. like like, cl- like clockwork. That's very July fifteenth. Yeah. Like clockwork, B. It happens. Every, I mean, there. I mean, if I wish I was smart enough as a kid to write the numbers down. Every guy that holds out or comes into camp gets hurt. They have soft tissue injuries and they're out for four weeks, five weeks. Like I want. Listen, I'm the first guy to tell you straight up. Like, you know, uh, uh, Barkley is not the running back that we all grew up with. It's not Joe Morris. He's not Rodney Hampton. Right. He's he's not Tiki Barber, but he is what he is. And he's a good dude and he's a good locker room guy. And the guy is a superstar. And I'd rather him here than not be here. And I just ask myself, like, it just feels like a lot of uh, tug of war. You know, Chris, I think you, yeah. you know, you probably agree. It feels like a lot of tug of war. I almost feel like the Jones thing a little bit. If he doesn't have have this this agent from Rock Nation, does, does someone else already have this yeah. deal done? I think the problem is they look at McCaffrey's contract and Barkley is not the receiver that McCaffrey is, but he looks at himself, you know, and he is a good receiver out of the backfield. He's not a one dimensional guy, but I think he looks at himself as that McCaffrey out of the backfield receiver, almost like Le'Veon Bell did. You know, I want to get paid like a receiver and a backs. I do both, but he's not McCaffrey. McCaffrey is a better route runner out of the backfield. Rookie, rookie year, he had nine, he had 800 and change yards receiving. And then they went away from him, you know, but then he got hurt and stuff, but Yep. I get it, but I mean, it just feels like uh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall because I don't really know if he wants sixteen, he's not going to get it. No, no, he's just not. That's he's not. it's just we actually have a general manager that could read the room. That's that's the most important thing. Yeah, like this should just be a, like like okay, maybe Shane's got to give a little bit. Like it was thirteen five, give him more than the original deal, and let's go home. Mm-hmm. Give him, give him, give him fourteen, and let's just go home. You know, no, Shane, I, Shane said it too. Shane said, I don't know if he's going to be a giant, right? About a month ago, that's what he said. I don't know if he's going to be a giant. I don't know if he's going to play with it. I can't answer that question. That's just him playing the game right now. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. knows that he doesn't have leverage, and that's really what it comes down to. It's a leverage game, and, and Shane knows that he doesn't have it. Yeah, but I I, um, I do want him here. I mean, I really do want him here. Without him, this we team is it. not – yeah, this team is not the same without him. It's we just got not. Eric Gray. We got Eric Gray. Oh, I, I like Greg. Don't get I'm me wrong. Kidding. I like I'm Greg. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but right well and Eric Gray and Rita. Rita, be a running back committee. Da- Danny, every time we see an interview from a defensive player, what do they say? When we play the Giants, we game plan for Saquon Barkley. Saquon, 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 Saquon. And he still kills it. So that's all you need yeah. to know about Saquon. And listen, beginning of the year, some people will say, you know, he, 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 Stop running guard. The beginning of the year, first six six games of the year, that dude was dropping guys, you know, like behind his pads, running behind his pads, lowering shoulder, you know, um, and then he kind of laid off a little bit. But, um, you know, I want him here. I just – this seems ridiculous that they seem to be so far apart. I don't know. I think um, the fact I think the fact that you're not hearing a lot about it either – just kind of suppresses any angst that he won't be re-signed with the Giants. I think it seems inevitable, and I, I just think they're trying to figure it out. I, I really do. And if and again, if I said if Saquon gets an extra five hundred thousand, it's worth it to him. So, right? Yeah. I mean, 
it's wor- it would be worth it for me. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's I'm almost, I'm like totally in agreement with you. Like, I don't care. Give them something extra and let's be done with this. Right, 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 right. All right. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like, I don't know, again, uh, someone brought up the point in here that Rock Nation doesn't have a whole lot of clients. Maybe that, oh, it was Jay. Rock Nation doesn't even have many clients. Um, I get it. I get it all. But the guys run behind some crappy lines. It's cost them. Listen, crappy lines, you know, knee injury, ankle injury, all this stuff. The guy's the guy's done everything they've wanted to do, and he's a model citizen. I don't know. Figure it out. Give him the little, a little kiss, and let's let's be done with it. When to, to your question, Brian, when we panic, the day the tag ends, right? The day he's got to sign the tag. <laughs> And then you go out and sign Ezekiel Elliott and really stick it to him. Oh, no, don't do that. No, please, no. Please, please, I'm joking. Please. I'm joking. I know, yeah. I know. That I was know, the, I know. Uh, a gentleman move. Craig, Craig's going to wear uh, his 1985 uh, middle linebacker hat, belly shirt. Damn right. I'll be showing off my eight-pack. Actually, no, none of that's true. I'll, I'll, have, um, the, I'll have the Nick Gates look going. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, uh, well, listen, thanks, for everybody, for tuning in. I hope we entertained you guys for the last hour. Um, you know, that's Brian, that's Dana, that's Chris. You guys know me. We are here every Monday. Housekeeping. The store is open. Oh, by the way, um, I have found, I am, thanks to the uh, Bronx Muchacho guys, pound them guys. Want to give those guys a shout out for turning me on to a new store. Guess what, ladies? Yes. Are you ready for this, Nikki? I've got yoga pants. I've got, I've got workout tops. I've got it all. I've already had it all. Now I just have more because this new store that the, the Bronx Muchacho guys hooked me up with is the bomb. So uh, when I roll out the new store, all you ladies can have some really sweet uh, uh, Giants Rush gear uh, that's on its way. NYGiantsRush.com. Uh, make Wednesday sure you, nights. What's that, Danny? Wednesday nights. Don't forget Wednesday nights. Ah, of course. Hour. Of course. We all know that we have two shows. Giants Rush, Rush Hour. Rush Hour on Wednesday, hosted by Nikki. She is in Dallas because she is uh, out there actively watching to see what Dallas players she can run over while she's on a sem- while she's out there on a conference. So Spartan Mike will be filling in, and Danny, and we are doing the um, NFC West. West. So we'll have a panel with the Rams and the Seahawks and the Niners and everybody. They're all going to be joining. So if you want to, you, either you're a fan or you just want to talk football, uh, they're going to be talking about their draft classes and, you know, in grades. So tune in Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Uh, new stores coming. Uh, follow us, of course, Instagram and Facebook and all those. Oh, we don't even do Facebook anymore. We got rid of that. Um, I, I'm, I always forget. We don't, we don't really do it anymore. It's just basically Twitter and Instagram. But, but you guys need to go to YouTube and subscribe. Hit the button, folks. Look, it's real easy. Just hit the subscribe button. Do us a favor. Because guess what happened? Craig, listen to Jay, Craig. Uh, start to- putting the time on the thumbnails. Hmm. I can do that. Yes. You don't that's, know that's what time That's not me, Jay. That's not yeah. me. Wait, so, wait, so he doesn't know what time the show is by now? I don't He. This is the second or third time he's complained about it, so I'm bringing it Jay, to your attention. All right, I will put the time. I'll, how about I'll put the time really big, and then I'll put all the graphics really small, just so you know what time it is. Um. No problem. I can definitely do that for you guys. Um, we'll be here. Make sure you're, you know, you're subscribing. All your podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, all the rest of them were there. Favorite podcast platform. We're out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.